The views expressed on the following program of those of its hosts and participants in no way reflect those of the staff or management of WNRI. The time for empty talk is over. Now arrives the hour of action. It's time for the John DePietro Show here on News Talk WNRI 1380 AM and 99.9 and 95.1 FM. He's a special kind of sentinel. Mr. DePietro, who is in the eye of the storm. Suddenly, John DePietro became the story. Radio talk show host John DePietro. All right, here we go, folks. Welcome to the lunchtime. Good afternoon, one and all. Here I am, it's Juan, it's John DePietro, weekdays, we start at 11, we go till 2, it's AM 1380, that's the strongest signal. Down in, uh, who was I yesterday, late afternoon, down in North Kingstown, get on 95, and boom, there it is, a rocket ship. Uh, 99.9 FM, certain parts of the state, but always online at DePietro.com. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Henry Oil, make Henry Oil your oil company. Folks, go with a local provider that you can depend on. It's Carmine. It's Lori. Since 1947, serving most of Rhode Island and southeastern Mass, it's Henry Oil, 5210200. 5210200. In business since 1947, full service fuel company, fuel oil, diesel, gasoline delivery, 24 hour burner service, oil burner service and installation, automatic delivery, budget plans. They also have lock and cap pricing. You can depend on Henry Oil. Call them today, 401-521-0200, 401-521-0200. Reliable and affordable fuel oil delivery. It's Henry Oil. All right. Good afternoon, one and all. I also want to say good afternoon to uh, everybody on Facebook Live. Uh, if you're on Facebook, you can uh, join it. We always have a uh, very interesting discussion. People, You can interact with other people that are watching the program. I hold up uh, different things. Uh, good afternoon, Lawrence. Uh, this Karen. Teacher's job is to teach. I agree with you, Karen Lanny. Good afternoon, Mark. Uh, Pelosi just announced she's going to um, uh, send impeachment articles uh, to the Senate. I'm going to uh, get into that. Again, folks, uh, phone lines are open. We're going to continue with an open line on this Friday. Open line, open topic. Anything you want, local, national, whatever it may be. I have a lot of information to share, but we want to open it up to you a little bit. Let the I like I call it let the the Democrat let the uh, let the let the the program breathe a little bit. 401-766-1380. Maybe your New Year's resolution was to call into a talk show. Well, why not cross this one off your list? Nicholas writes, Democrats look like trash, everything they've done. We need them to win again. I agree. Um <clears throat> Let's see. Dr. Lee. good afternoon. There's our friend Bobby. I hope we see Bobby Nardalillo back on the the uh, the national scene, uh, national scene on the state scene this week. We need someone like him in, in office. Dr. Lisa is exactly right. She should have two separate accounts then. Thank you, Dr. Lisa. You're exactly right. You know, Governor Raimondo has two separate accounts. She has her uh, Gina Raimondo account and then she has a governor account. She does. Uh, Lisa, she owes the public an apology, not online. Of course, that's how they do it like that. Boy, she's got her uh, defenders in the media, though. Well, she has one, media apologist. I, I think it's disgraceful. I really do. But good afternoon to uh, everybody on Facebook Live. People like when I hold up. Remember, download the free app, Mike Cunningham, Immortal Seats. Uh, Bobby Nardolillo, did, folks, download Immortal Seats to your phone or your device. Uh, and then we have all, uh, remember, we have all the original Rhode Island magnets that you can get, and they are available at Bory Graphics. All right, 401-766-1380. Make sure you visit the new website, new and improved. We're still tweaking it a little bit. Uh, more work is going to be done today and then over the weekend. But to Petro.com, it's very clean. 
can see it right there. I'm holding it up to everybody on Facebook Live. Make sure you visit that. Tells it like it is. Listen live uh, and more information, podcasts, all the different shows. You can all right there. It's a happening. It all starts by going to depetro.com. Now, I want to touch on, uh, I think, uh, well, first of all, a couple things in the news, and I'll bring you up to speed. One is that, I'll tell you, that billionaire Tom Steyer, he has now qualified for the next debate. He's, after spending $24 million on ads, this guy's not going away. He's actually going up. Tom Steyer is actually going up in um, South Carolina. He's spending a lot of money there. And let me get to, um, let me get to the latest, though. Uh, Speaker Pelosi will advance articles impeachment to the Senate next week. So that is the big news of the day. So next week, she's going to advance them. And now Mitch McConnell will now jump into action. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi has asked them to prepare to bring to the floor next week a resolution, appoint managers, and transmit the article of impeachment to the Senate. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said today the House will take steps next week's and articles impeachment of the Senate, President Trump's Senate trial. In a letter... She has asked the judiciary to prepare to bring to the floor next week a resolution, appoint managers, and transmit the articles of impeachment to the Senate. I'll be consulting with you at our Tuesday House caucus. Now, someone that you know, folks, is praying that he gets chosen as a House manager, and I think, he w- I think he's going to be chosen, is Rhode Island Congressman David Cicilline. And I'm holding up on Facebook Live. Remember... At Bory Graphics, we have our Impeach Cicilline magnets that are available for your uh, for your vehicle. They make a great gift in the new year. I saw one just the other day. I was behind someone at a red light. Uh, Impeach Cicilline magnets are available at Bory Graphics. B-O-R-I, Bory Graphics in Warwick, one mile from Warwick Mall. You can also get all your Trump magnets there as well. Uh, people love the Trump Rhode Island 2020. looks great. At me. You know, it makes your, your car just run better and look better. Um, Pelosi has held on to the articles in a standoff with Mitch McConnell. The protracted showdown has scrambled the politics of impeachment. Um, you know what's funny is that I, I, I always check the Drudge Report, and for whatever reason, let me just double check. I don't think they have it yet with uh, Pelosi, which is odd. Um, they don't have it listed yet, which is unusual. They're probably working on it right now. They have Dow 29,000 and Fed keeps pumping. But normally, when I'm doing the program, I just keep up the uh, Drudge Report. <laughs> they also have Jimmy Garoppolo on the Drudge Report. Weekend, Garoppolo ready. Niners gamble pays off. He could end up in the Super Bowl. Um, and Josh McDaniel and his wife are on their way to Cleveland. It's usually a pretty good sign. If you're interviewing for a job and you're bringing your wife along, kind of like uh, could turn into a quick announcement here, but who knows. Um, but let me get back to the stuff with uh, Pelosi. So Cicilline definitely is going to, he's angling for it. He wants it. Uh, if you're him, it's, um, it's, it's definitely, you know, th- th- there's, there's no question. I mean, that, that is what he is, is going for. There's nothing more important to him for that. Uh, Cicilline for fundraising. Let me see if he has anything posting on his timeline. David Cicilline, what's his latest? Uh, he has, uh, how about, <laughs> well, first of all, there's a couple different things I want to share with you. One is, um, I love this rep, 
Democrats are in love with terrorists, says Doug Collins. Late last night in a Fox News interview with Lou Dobbs, Doug Collins said Democrats critical of the president are in love with terrorists. They're in love with terrorists. We see that. They mourn Soleimani more than they mourn our Gold Star families who have suffered under him. This echoes uh, also appearance by Nikki Haley. The only ones that are mourning the loss of Soleimani are Democrat leadership and Democrat presidential candidates. Folks, if you go to my um, Facebook page, I actually have, and, and I, I, um, I gave credit to the person that tweeted it out, but I think it's hilarious. He's really, really funny. And uh, let me just find the posting. And those, you can find it on, on, um, on my Facebook page. But I think, it's, uh, I think it's very, very clever. They have the Democrat polling. And um, I want to hold it up to, uh, there it is. You have uh, Democrat Pete Buttigieg, 25%. Biden, 15%. Elizabeth Warren, 15%. Bernie Sanders, 9%. Kwam Soleimani, 12%. I love that. Absolutely made me laugh out loud. They are in love with terrorists. They absolutely are in love with terrorists. Let me play the uh, sound of that. But that Mayor Pete, you know, right now, folks, they're scrambling. They're all trying to get up on, you know, one another, trying to figure out how to try to get some traction. Because it is very, it's very, very tight right now in Iowa. But listen to this from that Mayor Pete. Innocent civilians are now dead. Because they were caught in the middle of an unnecessary, unwanted military tit-for-tat. My thoughts are with the families and loved ones of all 176 souls lost aboard this flight. That is completely false. We had nothing to do with what happened. Zero. We are not to blame for that in any way. Um, I like there's a piece in the New York Post. Trump's takedown of Soleimani has Ann... Iran utterly off its evil game. John Potter rants, the Iranian response to the killing of Soleimani seems to have been a mix of extreme internal discombobulation. Witness the funeral stampede, the accidental downing of a passenger plane, and calculated prudence. Suggest just how shocked the Iranians were by the severity of President Trump's response to months and months of trans attacks and provocations. The toothlessness of Iran's missile response... <clears throat> the most element, successful part of the missile response was taken out that Ukrainian airliner. The toothlessness of it resp- surprised everybody who was fearing or predicting weirdly rooting for worse. Since worse would have demonstrated Trump had been reckless and bad. That's true. It shouldn't have been surprising. The purpose of the Soleimani strike was to make it clear that the world's foremost power would no longer tolerate the increasingly intense provocations and offenses Iran had aimed in our direction for four decades, and especially the half year leading to the Soleimani killing. Where, whatever the mullahs are, they aren't foolish. They push, they push some more, and then they push Washington and Trump too far. And the response demonstrates they know it. The Tehran regime had no way to know what America might do in response to a serious counterassault. And so it didn't make a serious effort. As a high-ranking U.S. official said to me this week, the Iranians learned what Jeb Bush and Marco Rubio learned in 2016. Nobody out-escalates Donald Trump. It was so far a spectacularly effective effort to establish deterrence on Trump's part. There are two ways this happened. 
One had to do with the elimination of the specific threat posed by Soleimani. A senior diplomat told me intelligence reports suggested Soleimani was the most radical of the Iranian leaders. The one who pushed the hardest for the most extreme actions. If so, his departure from the scene silences a powerful confrontational voice at the Iranian table. Thus, the killing was a deterrent act in itself. And that is exactly right. And that is what we've been saying, folks. You know, this business, oh, that's not going to make any It makes a huge difference. If he's the one always pushing the envelope, let's kill America, right? Death to America. And you remove him from the equation. When they have a meeting, you don't have that voice. It may be true if you kill one terrorist mastermind, another one rise in his place. But the fact is, masterminds like Soleimani don't grow on trees. If you think of him as the Steve Jobs of state-sponsored terror, then it seems plausible to likely he'll be followed by a less creative type, the Tim Cook of terror. The second aspect of Trump's success to do with the nature of deterrence itself. It's sensible to expect Iran isn't finished with its response to the killing. At some point, in the near to not so future, it will strike in America, American interests somewhere. Iran's method of enacting terror against Israel has been to hit at Jews in Israel's far away. Blowing up the Jewish center, Buenos Aires in 1994, a bus full of Israeli tourists in Bulgaria 2012. We might expect to see some version of that. But horrendous as that would be when it happens, it wouldn't be the effort to deter Iran. Deterrence isn't designed to eliminate a threat. It can't by definition, but rather to manage it over a long period of time. For example... Our post-World War II relationship with the Soviet Union was designed to deter territorial ambition and its potential use of nuclear weapons. That didn't mean the Soviet Union cooperated with our goals. No, it tested us and the world constantly through all kinds of means. Funding communist revolutions across the planet, using proxy forces to destabilize other countries and the like. This was called the Cold War for a reason. It wasn't a state of peace by any means, but we didn't engage in direct hostilities. Rather, when we could, we counted Soviet moves, applied counterpressure. America deterred the Soviets from attacking us, attacking NATO and attacking our allies in the Far East. And as the theory of containment had promised, these efforts over time made it clear with the Soviet Union that its own system was unworkable and it collapsed. President Trump has made it clear that the collapse of the Islamic Republic isn't his goal. He doesn't do regime collapse. What he wants is for Iran to stay non-nuclear permanently, which President Obama's disastrous nuclear deal with its decade-long window now half gone wouldn't have accomplished. President Trump's determination to deter Iran rather than cozy up to it might represent exactly the sort of pressure that could bring the mullahs to the table to make a real nuclear deal that doesn't reward them for their egregious behavior. Fantastic. Fantastic in the New York Post. Exactly right. All right, folks, 766-1380. 766-1380. You can email me, john at dipetro.com. I want to play that, um, Collins, because I, I think it does come into play. I mean, I, you know, you follow the news. We follow the news. I think, uh, and and Cicilline, by the way, is uh, furious at that. So this is big. Pelosi says the House will take steps next week to send articles of impeachment to the Senate. And uh, keep in mind, what does that really mean? It means that once again, what's happening in Iowa is not going to get any oxygen. 
They're not going to get any oxygen in uh, in any way. Um, let me say, uh, let me find the video of this. Doug Collins. Defensive is kind of, oh, here's the video. It's time to stop playing with it. Um, hold on. All right, well, he is apologizing. He is apologizing. Let me see if this is the sound. Hold on. Um, you know, but saying that, that business of they cozy up or love terrorists, they, 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 they you know what is true? Um, is, is they immediately, they immediately were, were hoping that the president was going to fail. And MSNBC, as I said, you know, there, there's no, um, here it is. Here's where he's on with, uh, I think it's with Lou Dobbs. about uh, constraining his authorities as the commander in chief uh, vis-a-vis Iraq. How, how venal, how vapid can one party become? You know, Lou, it just is amazing. I mean, if it wasn't so sad and serious with our country to have Nancy Pelosi, I did not think she could become more hypocritical than she was during impeachment. But guess what? Surprise, surprise. Nancy Pelosi does it again, and her Democrats fall right in line. One, they're in love with terrorists. We see that. They they mourn Soleimani more than they mourn our gold star families who are the ones who suffered under Soleimani. That's a problem. But also look at this. You know, he's not wrong. He is not wrong in any way. I think he's right on the money. All right, 766-1380. We'll go to the phones. Good afternoon. You're up on the John DePietro Show. Hello. Hello, John. Hi there. John, hi. You know, I'm just worried about, um, well, how we're, how, we're, how we're saying this man was killed. You know, we're saying we eliminated him and so on. But, you know, if you think about the definition of an assassination, it's the surprise killing of that individual. The individual had no idea it was coming. You know, if, if I have an enemy and, and I know they're coming at me with a knife and I kill him, well, then I've killed him. But if I go to his house and shoot him in the head while he's sleeping just because I'm afraid of him, then that's an assassination. Think about it. The police say that all the time. He was shot in the back of head, assassination style. And that's, that is against international law. And to me, that just opens up a whole... Now he has set a new bar, a new line in the sand, and he makes, I think... You know, United States officials um, quite vulnerable to assassination. Um, but let's touch know. on that for a minute, because I, you know, yeah. I can hear that you you feel very strongly about this. Um, I am curious, though. Do you feel when when we had our Navy SEALs track down, go into Pakistan, and kill Osama bin Laden, did we assassinate him or did we kill him and take him out? Because I think it's important well, how you well, view it. Well, I, I think the difference. To me, is that you know? Well, but we before had, you say the difference, he, he, before you say the difference, just just first explain that particular. Just if you don't mind, I'll answer your questions. But did was he? Did we assassinate Osama bin Laden? Well, yes, we, we did. I mean, that's yeah, we did. Yeah, I disagree with that. No, assassinate to me, an assassination is of a political leader or figure. We okay, we, well. we 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 do we do not. You know, I remember. When, you can um, be assassinated. You can. You, I, I could assassinate you. I mean, it, you don't have to be a political leader or figure. 
you know, it's the surprise killing of somebody who doesn't expect it. And that's that's the whole point of it. And I, you have to define it for what it is. And well, but, was, but let's it, talk it about that. We talk about JFK was assassinated, and ah. Anwar Sadat was assassinated, and ah. Abraham Lincoln was assassinated. We uh-huh. use that term for political leaders and especially presidents. I don't put this guy was basically a terrorist wearing a military uniform. That's how I view him. I, I understand that, but, but you have to also understand it's a sovereign nation. And in spite of the fact that we don't like the way we do things, you know, this man was a second in command. I mean, he was the second, apparently, in command to the Ayatollah. I mean, he was the second most important person in Iran. So when you think about that and the gravity of that, you really, I don't know, just got to take inventory of what we're doing. We can't be, you know, countries don't do this for a reason. <laughs> you know, I mean, with all the... All the opportunities countries have to kill another leader, they don't do it, you know. Well, but if if you are, and I think you sound like you have certainly followed the story and know the story, but from from what we've learned about him, and I don't know, can I ask you, I mean, I, I didn't remember reading a lot about him. I don't follow a lot of the news in that part of the world admittedly mm-hmm. a, a lot did you know a lot about him prior to this happening i i'll admit i did not i i don't remember if i've even read an article about him or heard his name no i i just know that he started back about 1989 and um you know i guess with the iran iraq war and kind of worked himself up and you know, became a great strategist you know, like the correct the eisenhower of uh of Iran, you know? That's- it seems to be, though, that uh, it, world leaders seemingly it was accepted that this guy was some kind of a terrorist mastermind that, uh, and you've heard the numbers, you know, and I don't know whether they're accurate or not, but at least 600 Americans uh, lost their life because of this guy. He was using and directing proxy terrorist efforts. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So when you talk about a sovereign nation and assassinating one of their top in command. I, I think you have to look at what exactly are the activities that they're involved well, in. If, if we, hold to, on. If we were to go into Canada and take out well, Justin Trudeau's number three, I mean, then, then that, that, that's crossing over the boundaries and, and that's a, a whole other direction. But you're talking about someone, what, what was he doing? He was in going, keep in mind where he was at the Baghdad airport. He, he's there meeting with different groups and, and causing and, and funneling and directing terrorist activities oh, I, I against the United know. States. Yeah, to I me, that, that, to me, I do not defend the man's behavior, believe no, me. No, no, and I, I get no. that. I get that. But I, I, I understand what you're saying, but it, it seems as if it's kind of like he, he, he felt safe because he was wearing the Iranian uniform and was, yeah. was trying to say, um, I, I don't know, do you watch, are you a movie fan at all? No. No? Never saw Scarface or anything like that? Oh, it's Godfrey, sure. Okay. Well, you remember that scene where Tony and they go in with Mel, the cop, and what does Mel say to Tony when he, then he pulls the gun on him? You can't shoot me. I'm a cop. I mean, uh, he, he was a, a corrupt cop. Remember the whole thing, throwing tickets to the resurrection Mel and, and the London and that whole thing? But he it was under the impression of, you can't shoot me. I'm a cop. Well, he was a cop, but he was a corrupt cop, and he was protecting drug dealers and so on. This guy, you're right. He was third in command. But at the same time, he was then meeting and directing terrorist activities against the United States. Right, right, right. But you're troubled by it. I can tell you are. I, I, I'm, I'm troubled. I'm really troubled. I think only because it sets a precedent. It's kind of like one of those things that happens where, you know, the United States is also in their country. You know, they're, they're in near and Biden around. We're, we're there. We have a large presence in the area. And they don't like us there. So, you know, 
I can see why they, they, they peed. They, you know, they ticked off about us being there and they would attack us. And so you flip the coin. Well, how many of their people did we kill in the process of trying to establish ourselves, staying there over the years, hanging around, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, and if we can't pick up a good fight and, 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 and solve this problem with them, well, then obviously we're... Well, I, the point that I'm trying to make is this. But let, let me ask you this. Let's look All right, I'm going to let you go. But let's look with our country. Are you familiar with John Bolton just left, and his name has yeah. floated around and so forth? Now, by all accounts, I mean, that's someone I do know something about. I think I met him a very, very long time ago. But anyhow, I mean, even President Trump said that any time you go around the table, he's, the guy's never met a country he didn't want to attack. I mean, he is a hawk's hawk. So, sure. so I think there is something to, if you remove that person from the table in the conversation, you remove that person that's always advocating for, let's bomb them and attack. So this business that, you know, I, I think there is something to, if you remove this guy, in that part of the world, I think it is useful for us and having a president who's somewhat unpredictable. And this has clearly thrown them. They never, he never thought that we would strike and take him out. And he's, there he is yeah. going around doing all his activities. I think, and you're right, and if this started to happen on a regular occasion, I think I would agree with you. But based on what we've learned, this sounds like this was a very strategic move. And someone, as you even said, you can't, who someone certainly had it a long time coming. Surely. Right. Yeah. And, and it's also, and I'll leave it, but there are people that they have certain qualities about them. And then once they're removed, you know, they're, they're say what you want about Osama bin Laden and evil and everything else, but there's been no one that has filled his, the void he did and filled his place. And, and through the 90s and the way he masterminded 9-11, there is something to be said for if you remove that person, in some ways, the other people just don't, you know, don't measure up. And there have been other evil leaders like that through history. So I agree with you, and it is dicey and the way it juices everybody up. But right now, you know, I'll tell you who this wasn't. Look at two countries, and I'll leave it at this. You know, God, they shot down that, that Ukrainian airliner because they, they obviously aren't in control of their military and so forth else. I was speaking with a military person the other day and said, you know, in some way, this person, he's not a fan of the president. He said, I, I think he, he thinks the president was actually showing off to North Korea and some of these other countries. Like, just so we're clear. These are the capabilities we have. We tracked this guy down. We executed a perfect strike to where he was. Kind of puts everybody on notice. And everybody kind of like, whoa, that, that so, what we did that, certainly got the attention of the world and especially bad characters and terrorists in the world. I understand. I'll give you the I'll final word. I'll, I'll, I'll leave you with this, though. It's either kill or be killed. So if you start the killing, you can expect killing. <laughs> That's well, okay. all right. That's okay. a fair point. Okay. I appreciate the call. Folks, 766-1380-401-766-1380. Now, that rep, by the way, he is apologizing, um, Doug Collins. I'm looking at some of these headlines right now. Record Americans working, right? Dow, 29,000. And what does Nancy Pelosi want to do? Wow, how about this? In, in Vermont... Ban, bill would ban cell phone use for anyone under 21 in Vermont. Now, that's not going to work. I agree, young kids do get addicted. Uh, but the problem with that is how many people, parents, grandparents, whoever, the cell phone is a sense of security. The cell phone is a sense of, I arrived, I'm ready to be picked up. I don't know what's behind that bill. Um, 
it is a technology that some kids then they're always on and so forth. But I, I don't, as someone that, you know, when my children, maybe like yours, would reach middle school, it becomes a big deal when they get their first cell phone. And it's in limited use, but it can be. It becomes, and never mind now, whoever's putting this forward, the cell phone, when you have like find my phone, the parent can track the child exactly where they are. They're at the ball field. They're at school. They're at Harry's house. They're at Sally's house, wherever it may be. So I don't see something like that uh, going on. But right now, as I mentioned, a bill has been introduced that would make it illegal for anyone the age of 21 to use or possess a cell phone. Misdemeanor, I, I, I don't think it's going to go anywhere. It said cell phone use while driving is one of the leading killers of teenagers. I think there needs to be a more education about that. And it is true. You know, more people are dying from teenagers on their phone causing car accidents than anything of gun legislation. But just bringing it back to the president, the um, presidential race, folks, again, this is all if you saw the president last night. And again, folks, good afternoon. It's 1235. It's John DePietro. We're going to continue open line 401-766-1380, 401-766-1380. You can email me, John at DePietro.com, John at DePietro.com. That rally last night, the president is pumped up. The, the president is very successfully raising money. I don't hear a cohesive strategy coming out of the Democrat Party. And what Nancy Pelosi, who's now she's going to deliver the articles of impeachment. So the Senate trial could be two weeks. That is going to take all the air out of the balloon in Iowa. Even like Cory Booker, Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, they're senators. They're supposedly, you know, they're supposed to be there for the Senate trial. This completely throws off. Uh, not that anyone, you know, I certainly don't care about that. And if you're Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren are still trying to in it, try to get in it, um, that certainly throws off their plans. But I think the country views this exactly that. You know, people are working. The economy is strong. We are safe at home. And they have been unable to make gains in the Rust Belt states. Sanders announces Rhode Island endorsement. Democrat presidential candidate Bernie Sanders has announced seven endorsements from current and former Rhode Island elected officials. Jeannie Calkins, former state senator from Warwick. John Donegan, Cranston City Council member. Kat Kerwin, that's the graffiti person, Providence City Council member. Alex Kiths, Woonsocket City Council member. Aaron Rugenberg, former state representative from Providence. Dr. Mark Ryan, Portsmouth Town Council. And Linda Euphosis, Portsmouth Town Council. Uh, the two state lawmakers, Cox and Rugenberg, were big supporters in 2016. So, but there was, there was another article recently that talked about, you know, you certainly don't have the Democrat uh, presidential candidates. The only reason they seem to be coming into Rhode Island is to collect money. I don't hear the, 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 the situation, whether it's Biden and Bernie Sanders. And right now, those are, although the Mayor Pete is doing better, but let's just say it's, it's Biden and Bernie Sanders. Senator Sanders. Um, oh, folks, this is just in. Marion Williamson has suspended her 2020 presidential campaign. That's not a good sign. Um, but, but Biden against Bernie Sanders. What people are going to have to decide and in the Democrat Party, are you really talking about you want to retool and improve things or um, should it, in fact, be 
that um <laughs> oh my goodness hold on she has been quiet this is big Giselle Giselle has finally spoken out Giselle Butchson just posted in 10 times on Instagram and it may be time to start freaking freaking out let me find her post on Instagram I don't think I follow her let me see if I can pull it up uh, let's see Giselle Let's see, what did she put? We are going through in 10 times in our personal lives, and I feel everything happening right now is trying to bring us more inward. It's asking us to reflect, to let go of judgments, whatever's holding us back. Find compassion, forgiveness. How can you put your qualities to help those around you participate cause the matter? Let's open our hearts, spread peace, be kind, accept, respect each other. We must take responsibility for our part of the future is being created. I really would prefer my husband play in Los Angeles. Huh. No, I'm just kidding. She she didn't say that. But I will uh I'll post it on um on Facebook. You know, she has been silent. She has definitely been silent through this whole where is Tom Brady thing going. So I am anxious to um look at that. I mean the Boston Globe, they're all it's like rocketing as uh Brady Watch continues on this whole thing. Um yeah, death to America. Goodness. All right, folks. Um, 766-1380. 766-1380. I'll post it on Facebook right now. But it is big. Giselle Speaks. Wow. What does it mean? What does this mean? Is he staying or leaving? <laughs> this is going to be such a circus on whether or not Tom Brady stays with the Patriots. I admit, it's going to be a drag if he ends up on another team. Ah, people are going to flip. People are going to lose it. They really are. Somebody's leaving. Either he's leaving or Belichick's leaving. But somebody's leaving. That much we know. Hold on. Let me just quickly post this. Um, and there we go. Boom, boom. Giselle, oh. I'll just put she speaks. We all know who she is. You know, she is, I think, a um, a big part of this whole debate on where Tom Brady goes. I know some people are uh, discounting that, but I believe she is. All right, 766-1380. We just check some of the other headlines. The big news of the day is Nancy Pelosi is finally saying that she is going to spend uh, send the articles of impeachment to the Senate after she's been holding on to them. That's the big national news. Uh, I've asked Judiciary Committee Chairman Jerry Nadler, prepare to bring the floor next week, resolution, appoint managers and transmit articles of impeachment. So that's where it stands. Marion Williamson, who you wonder about some of these people that got into the presidential race to, um, to begin with. Let me see, Andrea Mitchell, one thing to keep an eye on in Iowa is the movement of Amy Klobuchar. I think she's found kind of a sweet spot. She can appeal to progressives without being a socialist, appeal to centrists without being too established, and she's a Midwesterner. Well, there's definitely room for someone to jump in there and um, 
but the Dow hits 29,000 for the first time ever. Are, are the people in America, or the United States, truly going to remove a president when we are not at war and the Dow is at 29,000? I don't, I don't believe. And who's it going to be? For Bernie Sanders? For Biden? I'm not convinced that Biden is going to make it. Doug, uh, Rep. Don Collins said, let me be clear, I do not believe Democrats are in love with terrorists. <laughs> All right, well, he apologized for it. Uh, let me just check what else that I want. 766-1380. I am going to play the, uh, the story about, boy, the situation in Warwick and in Providence with their financial obligations is dire. Hey, I want to remind you about our friends at Immortal Seats. Folks, call them today. Tickets to the Bruins or the Celtics. Or maybe next summer you'd like to see one of the shows at Gillette, like Taylor Swift or Kenny Chesney or Motley Crue coming to Fenway Park. Immortal Seats. Call them at 888-933-SEAT. 888-933-7328. But download the free app. I'm holding it up on Facebook Live. It's Immortal Seats. Download their free app. And the first purchase with the app is $30 off. Type in promo code 30OFF. 30 off. $30 off. No fee. The price you see, that's the price that you pay. You can also sell your tickets through Immortal Seats. Stop in or you can uh, call Michael. He has an office right on Smith Street in North Province. Immortal Seats, making memories one seat at a time. Call them. But the best thing to do, you can find them on Facebook, Immortal Seats, or their website is ImmortalSeats.com. But the best thing to do is download their free app, Immortal Seats Promo code 30OFF, $30 off. So think, if you want to see the Celtics and the Bruins and you want to get great seats, well, then you do that. And then the next thing you know, you get $30 off your first purchase. Immortal seats. Promo code 30 off. It's John DePietro, 766-1380. We're going to continue. Open line. What time is it? 1244. Open line from now until 1 o'clock. I'll give you the latest on that controversy with the head of the teachers union. Uh, President Trump, very, very strong in his rally last night. That and a lot more. 766-1380, right here on the John DePietro Show. Do you own and operate a small business and you rely on communicating with your employees while they're out in the field? Well, if you do, this is the perfect time to make the switch to T-Mobile for Business. This is Sal with T-Mobile for Business, and I encourage you to reach out to me today at 401-332-0000. This is a perfect time to make the switch to T-Mobile for Business. Right now, we have unlimited plans with unlimited talk, text, and data with no contract, great deals on iPhones and Samsungs. This is the perfect time to make the switch to T-Mobile for Business. Stop wasting money. Call me for a free consultation at 401-332-0000. Again, 401-332-0000. Stop wasting money with your current cell phone carrier. Call me today, Sal with T-Mobile for Business, 401-332-0000. That is exactly right. Marianne Williamson has suspended her campaign, but the good news is Chafee is still in. The link, while well, he's trying to get the nomination for the Libertarian Party. Folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. Hey, I want to remind you, if you're a business, Rhode Island or Massachusetts, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today. 20 years in business, family-run business, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair, 508 508- 336-2110, 508-336-2110 for mega truck and trailer repair. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections, Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, ABS repairs, brakes, doors. If it's on a trailer, 
they can fix it with MEGA. Call them today, 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for MEGA, M-E-G-A, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. I'm on the road and my ride is going strong. At Paul Massey Chevrolet, you get the lowest price guaranteed every day with Rhode Island's only true one price on our exciting lineup of Chevrolets. Paul Massey's one price plus true car equals our best price, guaranteed, and it's only at Paul Massey, Rhode Island's number one Chevrolet dealer. Lease a 2020 Equinox LS front-wheel drive for only $179 a month for 39 months with $29.88 due at signing. Buick GMC South is New England's number one Buick dealer and Rhode Island's number one GMC dealer. Get the lowest price anywhere. Paul Massey's one price plus true car equals our best price. Guaranteed. Lease a 2020 Terrain SLE front wheel drive for only $198 a month for 39 months with $24.88 due at signing. Great selection, top-notch service, and the lowest one price only at Paul Massey. Well, folks, remember, Propane Plus, they want to be your propane provider. Call them today for all your propane needs. It's Propane Plus, 401-885-4209. Two locations, Rehoboth and East Greenwich. It's Propane Plus. Become a customer. Heating and cooling, the propane experts. They have a location right in East Greenwich. It's Propane Plus for all your propane needs. 401-885-4209. 401-885-4209. For Propane Plus, underground tanks, full-service, automatic delivery, extensive selection of tanks, all propane appliances, satellite tank monitoring, locked-in rates through the Plus plan, discounts for builders, insulation and service for heaters, generators, water heaters, pool heaters. Propane Plus, 885-4209, 885-4209 for Propane Plus. You are listening to The John DePietro Show on 99.9 FM and 1380 AM. News Talk, WNRI. All right, folks, and we're back on this Friday. Good afternoon, one and all. This is, listen to this report from Channel 12 about Providence and uh, Warwick. Listen to this, folks. Let me play it right now. Oh, they're not playing the, uh, it's not worded? You're kidding me. They're doing one of those? Oh, I hate these. This is what, like, NPR does. Why don't they voice it? Oh, my goodness. Who came up with that? What? Uh, all right, I'll read it to you then. The state's top auditor has called on one of the two largest, called on two of the largest cities of Rhode Island. Listen to this, folks. Start saving money for future health care costs. Estimating the two communities should already have saved a combined $1.4 billion. Auditor General Dennis Hoyle last year contacted the mayors of Providence and Warwick calling them to establish trust funds for other post-employment benefits. It's called OPEB, Other Post-Employment Benefits, which are ballooning in cost, according to a letter obtained by Target 12. The lion's share of such benefits is health care for retirees. Now listen to this. Providence currently has one billion liability. One with a B. O-P-E-B, which is... Other post-employment benefits, one billion liability, representing how much money the capital city should have tucked away to cover 
future health care costs for employees after retirement. So this was sent a year ago. Notice that the uh, mayors of those communities, Providence and Warwick, have not said anything about this in any way. Nope. Silent about it. So they sent them a letter saying you should have $1 billion tucked away. How much does Providence have tucked away? Zero. My goodness. Should have $1 billion. Meanwhile, Warwick, $406 million OPEB liability. Other post-employment benefit. Neither city has any money saved for the expense. The three largest cities in Rhode Island are Providence, Warwick, and Cranston. The two largest have no money saved, and it amounts to one, basically $1.5 billion. Much attention has been fo- focused on the city's significant pension liabilities. Less attention on, their li- on the uh, OPEB liabilities. What a disgrace. How do you make that up? Folks, what this means is, just so we all know, you get a slowdown. Something happens. Complete collapse. 766-1380. Good afternoon. You're next on the John DePietro Show. Hello. Good afternoon, John. This is Steve calling. How are you? Very good, Steve. Happy Friday. Oh, happy Friday is to you, and we're supposed to have a nice weekend coming up. I certainly hope so. We deserve it. John, I'm, I'm just wondering if you saw, there was a news clip that came through. Um, Sheila Jackson uh, was, was delivering her response to uh, President Trump's, um, you know, Iraqi um, uh, uh, attack there, okay? There was a news conference that she gave, and Ilya Om- Ilian Omar was in the background. I don't know if you've seen this one. Would you like to hear it? Did you see that, John? I have it right here. Let me play it, and then we'll let you explain to people what's going on in the background. But I have it right here. uh, I think that the point of that is that that is the same war that we're dealing with today. We never solved any problems with AUMF. We left 4,000 plus, maybe 4,400 dead. uh, And over 60,000 who came back um, uh, injured in some form. And the war never ended. As I recall the language in AUMF, it deals with hostilities in Iraq. Uh, It doesn't deal with an incident or uh, a dislike or someone in a car coming in from the airport. Uh, That is the danger. Now, Steve, just so you know, everyone to know, that is the the clip that Steve is talking about. And I'm not going to steal your thunder. I did. It's too bad you're not on Twitter because I did tweet out yesterday. Wow. Watch this video. Explain to people. That's all right. Explain to people as you're hearing uh, Representative Sheila Jackson Lee talking. Explain to people listening what's going on in the background. What's going on in the background, John, is it reminds me of, of what high school students do. When they're when they're busy on their phones or their Twitter accounts and things like that, she's actually laughing, laughing while Sheila Jackson is making this 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 commentary response, and it's like it's like they're freaking schoolgirls, John. I mean, these are the people who are representing our country, and John, you have to take a look visually at what's going on in the background. To me. 
John, this is the same reason why. John, it sent a chill down my spine to see our congressmen, our senators, and representatives on the Democratic Party not basically not caring anything what's going on. And just, like I said, John, you have to visually look at the clip. I was watching it. I'm going to help you out. It's She's laughing. So you have someone, and then they all want to stand there to get the FaceTime and so forth. And that Rep Omar, the one from Minnesota who's uh, from Somalia, she is laughing. She is giggling. She's not even listening. She's talking with her friends. You said it, it's like a high, it, it is the same type of behavior. She doesn't belong there. She's anti-Semitic. You know who her big buddy is, is David Cicilline. She is a disgrace. Uh, she, she, she should not be there. And, and, and she's also a Bernie Sanders supporter. They don't take this seriously. You're talking about American lives. You're talking about war. She, look at the disrespect of the laughing and giggling. Your, your instincts oh, are right. I, was, I couldn't believe what I was watching. There was, there was no, it was unprofessional and inappropriate. John, and if I'm not mistaken, I think Tlaib was in the background. Yes. Okay? And I, I, I think she was in the background. She was one of the ones that she was, uh, you know, kind of like reaching over and say, hey, look at this or whatever's going on in the background there. But it was like a, it was like, it was like a cartoon, John. I mean, you, you, you can't explain it any way different. It was like a cartoon. You know what I mean? I mean, it was, and these are the people who are representing our country on a national level going forward. To me, John, it was uh, like uh, uh, You know what I mean? But he, here's the thing. I mean, that that is the state of the Democrat Party. I mean, and I'll answer the question for you. People right now, I think a lot of people are trying to figure out, you know, are they an independent? They feel they can't be a Republican because they've never been a Republican and their grandparents weren't Republicans. The grandparents were Democrats, the parents. But you, you, this is a time, 2020 is a time to step back and people start to really ask themselves. Could, for instance, I'll answer it. I could never be associated with a, with a political party that has the likes of that Rep Omar or the squad. I could not because I am against everything they stand for. And there are people listening right now that have to need to wake up. And, and stop going along and just being a, a, a penguin and just, you know, being a lemming and, and going along. You have to ask yourself, these, these are people, she was rooting for Iran in the battle with the United States. That's how despicable this individual is. John, it, to me, like I said, after I watched that the other night, I, 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 I turned that off and I couldn't watch it anymore. It, it's like, like I said, it's like a, it, 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 it's like a, a group of... Uh, like a group of high school kids or, or, or college frat kids, you know, that, that are sitting around and just laughing at everything that's going on and not taking anything seriously. And, and for anyone, I, I can't understand how anyone in this country could actually vote to put a person like that yep. in office. I agree. I mean, John, I, I mean, maybe it's me. I mean, it's, I, I, like I said, I don't, I really don't understand it. Well, but I think, unfortunately, I think you do understand it because you are summing her up pretty well. She's immature. Uh, she's unprofessional. They don't belong there. The country doesn't mean the same thing to them that it does to you. And that was very clear. Listen, she, she should not be in Congress. I don't know how the hell she got in. I know she's wildly popular in her district. But there were people, and I think, and they're very sensitive about it, but it's unfortunate. When this happened, 
the other night, MSNBC, if you saw any of the coverage, there were people excited that Iran was attacking us because they wanted it to be severe so they could see, see, aha, see, President Trump was wrong to go to take that guy out. We have, Steve, we have people around us who are rooting against the United States. And your friend, Congressman David Cicilline, is one of the leaders of that. Well, John, I think I told you the other day, the biggest threat to this country is the Democratic Party. It truly is. Let me, before I let you go, do you think there's anyone locally that could defeat him? I mean, he's up for re-election this year, Cicilline. Is there anyone locally that could take him out? Uh, I don't defeat think so. Defeat him. Yeah. You know, I, I was having this so. conversation I mean, we, with a friend of mine. I mean, I mean, we had it. We had a We had our chance last year with the, with 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 the judge. You know, Judge Flanders, and he got no, crushed. no. He he ran against Sheldon Whitehouse. He you're, right. you're getting I, confused. I know that, yeah, but he got crushed. Guys. Well, but you know, but that's that, we're talking about Cicilline now. We're talking about Cicilline. No, no, no. no I understand that. But how do you break into this Democratic, uh, to the Democrat, you know, party in in Rhode Island? I mean, you can't. I mean, it's it's amazing to me, John. John, all the stats in Rhode Island, if anyone wakes up and pays attention, all the stats in Rhode Island show Rhode Island in the last 5% of the states in the country. Yeah. No, it's very... How can we, how can we wake up and, and finally... and finally Well, but also say, the, the voter fraud in Providence that he has. I got I to gotta keep you there. Leave it there. Steve, thank you. Folks, it's John DePietro. The Power Hour is next. We're going to continue with Open Line right here on AM 1380. You can call in 766 766- 1380-766-1380. Uh, the power hours next. Leave it right here. Big hour to go right here on the John DePietro Show. WNRI Winsocket. W236CW. W260DC. WNRI.